Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you on uh, what's shaping up to be a pretty interesting, a busy Thursday afternoon. So let's get back to uh, one of the big stories this week and uh, this whole situation of the stock markets. And, and this is a situation unlike really any other we've had before. We've had ups and downs and weird bubbles, et cetera. But this is different. You know, we've had a lot of stories recently about the power of the mob, as in the, the social media mob. And, and how that can be harnessed, either for, for good or for not so good. And at some level, I think this is another example of that. So a lot of it comes down to uh, the, the situation around a company called GameStop in the U.S. that sells video games. It's a retail outlet. That's what they do. The, the stock in that company has gone through the roof this week, completely detached from any reality around the, the company's long-term prospects or, or valuation. Now, some big hedge funds have taken a huge loss as a result of that, and, and I'm, I'm sure some people have made a lot of money on all of this, but the weird thing about it all, it didn't really seem like this was about making money. This was, I, I think at some level, a, a game or a lark or for laughs. It's taken on some different connotation, almost a, a Robin Hood sort of uh, situation, which is ironic because that's also the name of one of the trading uh, online trading companies that's kind of at the center of all of this. But the idea of sticking it to the man, that how dare these hedge funds write off GameStop, bury the company, write its obituary, we're going to show them, which I guess they did. But joining us to talk a bit more about kind of that the digital culture side to all of this is uh, someone who's been watching all this closely. Uh, James Cohen is uh, a, an adjunct assistant professor at CUNY, Media Studies, CUNY Queens College. He's a digital culture expert, a contributor at Forbes, his website, jamesncohen.com. Uh, also follow him on Twitter at New and Digital. Dr. Cohen, great to have you with us here this afternoon. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and, and this side of the story to me is really fascinating. So let's try to pinpoint, if we can, the origins of all mm -hmm. of this. From what I understand, this kind of started on, on Reddit. But what, what's your understanding mm -hmm. of where this all came from? It's, uh, it's easy to pinpoint Reddit as the start. I mean, this, this event, this specific event, started about two weeks ago and really accelerated Friday a, a week ago. But it really started long time ago. GameStop is a very specific uh, meme, I guess, of the internet because of its practices of people going back to sell their games and they buy a game for $80 and they get like $8 back. And so it's always been like a, a running joke online. But I think the multi-level experience here is that the disenfranchisement of people on the internet are recognizing that like how the games can be, like, like you mentioned, there's a game that can be played in, in the market. And what they saw is hedge funds trying to short a stock of GameStop, much the way that they shorted or used private equity to push out Toys R Us or anything that's like of a childhood nature. And 
they saw that this is like an exclusive act. Money can be used by some people but not others. So collectively, the meme people on the Internet, on Reddit, collectively organized to basically uh, have a revenge tactic against the, the short sellers. Right. So it, it was because it was GameStop that that mm-hmm. that made it something different than if it had been in any other company. Right. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. GameStop itself has a long running piece of the yeah. Internet. It's also recon, recognized in the U.S. as like a piece of nostalgia, like it's physical video games. You have to go. It's almost like a, a remnant of a video store. So it has this idea of physicality um, rather than like a retail space, rather than something that's purely digital. So it is probably something more of a cultural experience than it is just simply an object of like finance or capital. Well, and you know, thing. I mean, I have a teenage son, so I know. I mean, if he wants to get the new game, he just downloads it from the PlayStation Store. Yeah. So things are changing, and you know, I, I can understand the the assessment that maybe GameStop, maybe its best days are behind it. Maybe this is a company that's going to continue to lose value. Uh, so strictly as a financial equation, this this wouldn't be controversial. But I guess the idea then. It's sort of the perception, right, too, that, that okay, this, this company has a special place in our hearts and part in, in our culture here. But, you know, the idea that these almost like these hedge funds, uh, hedge fund vultures are, are coming in and they're going to pick the bones of this company and they're all going to get rich in doing so, right? Yeah. And hedge funds, it's private equity. So it's money. It's a market outside the market. And so they're really playing like a they're gambling with money on, on a larger scale than we have access to. And so it's it's. They, that exclusivity does kind of – it's almost like martyring GameStop. There's no real chance of saving something like GameStop. Like if it's on its downward death spiral into bankruptcy or loss, whatever it is, there's no way a group of Redditors can actually like survive, keep it surviving. But what they can do in the meantime is kind of create like this, this swell of action that attacks the hedge fund but doesn't save the GameStop. <laughs> what are we left with? I mean, it's almost kind of nihilistic in, in a way because <laughs> the company's not going to survive. The hedge funds are, are taking a huge loss, and ultimately, everyone buying the stock, <laughs> unless they're selling it off, I mean, they're they're probably going to end up losing money too. It doesn't seem like a lot of winners in this. No, I would say almost everybody would be a loser in this situation as far as finances are concerned. I think this is simply, I think it is somewhat nihilistic, but I think it plays more into like the medical warfare that we see, like. Mm-hmm. outside of it. So in digital culture, we use sometimes memes to kind of represent ideas. And so when collectively those ideas, they swell action. And this is just a framework of something that is kind of like what happened with the insurrection. It's kind of like, can we? Can they see if they can do it? The insurrection was an incredibly anti-democracy move that was organized on the internet. The scary mm-hmm. thing to think about is once they know they can do it, it creates a framework for future useful action of this nature. Yeah, and, and as you say, I think that that's a little more cut and dry in terms of, okay, that, that was that was a horrible thing that happened. Whether mm-hmm. this is a horrible situation, that that's much more subjective. That That's much more up for debate. Right. And, and I think people yeah. like the idea of leveling the playing field, like the idea yeah. of reminding these, these billionaires that they don't run the world, but there are also real-world consequences to all of this, too. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's, I don't know, is it a gray area? How do you describe it? This one, I, I always have to place anything that occurs on the Internet in a gray area because it exists in that meta space, the space of, like, the, the lack of consequences in the, in the real time that does ripple effect something into the future. 
Uh, in this case, I think it is like that feeling of like not being able to play in the stock market, but now they're actually playing in the stock market. So it's like the idea of play, but it's not good in a sense because they're not learning how to be work finances. They're literally playing with numbers. Mm-hmm. So that, that, and that's the thing, right? So and getting back to when we talk about the origins, because it did start off then as, wouldn't it be funny if we can do this, right? Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be funny if this worked? And then it did. And, and at that point now, it starts to take on all these, these deeper themes, right? Themes of, about uh, equality and inequity and fairness and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the financial system, right? And so it really has morphed into something much bigger, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It, it's really, when it comes down to access, uh, I think we've seen over the, since the financial crisis of 2008, the disenfranchisement of young people and the big wealth gap, the financial gap, the generational gap, all these divides have become really wide. And the lack of agency among young people kind of creates a reactive state where they kind of want to show their strength by collective action. And they can cohere each other in these chat rooms and these Reddit boards and these subreddits and these discords. And it kind of probably feels really, really great to know that what you're actually doing and interacting with is actually making change out in the world. Because, and then the question is, well, where does this all go from here? Uh, like, you know, last I saw earlier, I think the, the stock price of GameStop was, was dropping, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily the end of this particular saga. We've seen some of this switch over to, to other companies, even Blockbuster. You mentioned Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, people are buying Blockbuster stock, but I don't know. Where, where do you see this all going from here? I think uh, I'll, I'll quote uh, my, my buddy Ryan Broderick here with this one is that it kind of is something where when you see an action like this happen, it becomes um, a future action. So you're seeing possibly something that's really small. So when you see a bunch of memers get together to do this, we don't understand its scale because it only exists as one example. So I think when we see it again, it'll either be smaller scale, like more bubbles, or it might be something bigger but it becomes a tool set. So I think what we see is that um, there's, there's exploits and loopholes and systems that hedge fund managers have always used because they have the money to exploit them. But I think when people discover exploits at a smaller scale or an internet space, they then know how to reuse those exploits in other spaces. So it is a tool set for a community. Well, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Uh, nonetheless, we'll see where it all goes from here. As mentioned, uh, folks can follow you uh, on Twitter at New and Digital um, or jamesncohen.com. Jamie, thanks so much for your insight on this. Appreciate making some time for us here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Uh, that is uh, Jamie Cohen, digital culture expert, uh, adjunct assistant professor at uh, CUNY, uh, Queens Campus in Media Studies. He's uh, a contributor at Forbes. Also a co-host of the Digital Void podcast. So some interesting points from him on, on kind of why and, and where this all came about. You know, there's, there's something specific about the fondness or the connection to GameStop uh, among these Redditors and in this digital culture that, that really served as a mobilizing factor here. You know, companies get shorted all the time. But the fact that they went after this one, and just the perception that by shorting a company, you're going after it, that got a different response. And it started off almost like a lark. Wouldn't it be funny if we all bought shares in this company, and that would really screw over these hedge funds? Well, sure, let's do it then. Why not? And people are getting on board. People also think it's funny. People also say, why not? 
You say, well, I, you know, I, I don't mind playing around in the stock market. I'll put 100 bucks in. And it just kind of takes a life of its own. And now it's, it's raised a lot of different issues. That, that shouldn't there be a level playing field if these hedge fund companies can get together and decide this is how it's going to be? What's wrong with citizens getting together and saying, no, this is actually how it's going to be? So I, I do think there's some interesting points in all this. And then it's funny because Robinhood is one of the trading platforms that really makes it easy for people to do these kind of trades. And just the, you know, the, the connection there that it's called Robinhood and this almost feels like, hey, we're, we're robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. But now Robin Hood is kind of at the center of controversy. They were halting trades on this today, and they're facing quite a backlash too. So I don't know if this is all done just yet. We spoke with Faisal Carmelli a couple hours ago. The uh, GameStop stock was down. But uh, that doesn't mean the story's over. So I want to get your thoughts on, on all of this, whether you're following all of this, what you make of whether there's a level playing field, even the idea of shorting a stock. Which is essentially, you know, you borrow a stock because you're confident you can get a lower price. You know, it's like, I, I saw the analogy uh, someone gave the other day. It's like if you had the, uh, uh, a DVD box set of some famous TV show, right? I mean, uh, I don't know, All in the Family. You've got the uh, box set, uh, the DVD of All in the Family. They're hard to come by. It's valuable. Or actually, so your friend has it. You, you say to your friend, can I borrow that DVD set? And I'll give it back to you in three weeks. Right, so you see that, well, I can sell this DVD set for 100 bucks. People are willing to pay 100 bucks for this DVD set. I think they're crazy. In fact, I bet that in three weeks, I'll be able to buy it for 50 bucks. So you sell the DVD set, make 100 bucks, buy it in a few weeks for $50, and then you give it back to your friend. Oh, here's that DVD I borrowed from you. Well, you've made $50 in the process. So that's the premise here. I'm sure a lot of you already understand this a lot better than I do. But for those who don't, that's basically the idea. You're betting that the price of a stock is going to go down. And so you're essentially borrowing that stock for that purpose. To sell it now at a higher price, buy it later at a lower price and make some money. But, you know, when, when you got forces like this behind it, it, it really is writing off the company. They're, they're concluding GameStop is, is finished. It's done. The company's going nowhere. And you're driving down the price even further. And it just, it has that cascading effect. Anyway, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.